This episode of the National Trust podcast was made possible by Cotswold Outdoor, recommended outdoor retail partner for the National Trust. You're listening to the National Trust podcast. I'm Kate Martin, I'm a National Trust ranger, and I'll be taking you through the Trust's most scenic vistas and treacherous trails. In this episode, we're going to get lost in Box Hill, which is part of the Surrey Hills Area of Outstanding Natural Beauty. I've just arrived at London's Victoria train station, which is where we're going to be starting our adventure today. I think a lot of people have got a misconception that spending time in nature needs loads and loads of planning and loads of money. But actually, some of the UK's most spectacular places are really close to some of our most heavily populated and urban areas. I'm going to grab a ticket now and get on a train and I'm going to prove to you all just how accessible these places are. I'm on the 8.54 to Dorking now. It's about a 50-minute journey to Box Hill and West Humble Station, which is where I'm going to be starting our walk today. It's going to be a really long day walking, so now I'm just going to sit back and relax, let the trains do all the hard work, and let's get going. The next station is Hackbridge. We're just starting to head out of Greater London now, and the sort of grey concrete of this city is kind of melting away, and we're heading out into the countryside. I'd like to say that the grey has completely stopped, but unfortunately the the skies are looking pretty moody today, so we might be in for a bit of rain, but that's not going to stop us. We're heading out now over the fields, and I can just see in the distance those sort of undulating hills where we're heading today in Surrey. We are now approaching Box Hill and West Ham. From the station, it's about a 10-minute walk down West Hummel Street to the Stepping Stones car park, which is where I'm going to be starting our ascent to Box Hill today. Walking down this lane, even on a wet day like today, you can really get a sense of how popular this place is. There's cars whizzing past me full of people. There's groups of cyclists still getting up their morning exercise. And there's even some runners that are all heading up to the place that's really dominating my view in front of me, the fantastic Box Hill. As we've gone along, we've just had to pass one last reminder of urban life in the shape of the very, very busy A24. It's part of the 153 mile North Downs Way walking trail, which runs from Dover to Farnham. And I can tell you now, for anybody who's walking along this section of the trail, there must be a real sense of relief when they get to this point after they leave that really thundering A road behind them and coming into this really idyllic little area of peace and quiet at the bottom of the hill. I've only been walking for a few minutes now out the Stepping Stones car park and uh, my walkway has been stopped by this. So this is the River Mole. It's a very fast flowing river and uh, yeah, if there wasn't something in, in my way to help me get over this, I'd be a bit stuck at this point. But thankfully, there are some stepping stones which is going to help me to cross this river to get to the other side and the bottom of Box Hill. 
and you might just be able to hear the sort of rush of the water between the stepping stones as we go in. Across the river now and just walking up the North Down Way and as we're going up it actually joins part of the National Trust Stepping Stones walk. If we're going to do this walk as it is printed on the map then actually we'd be coming down. For some strange reason I've decided I'm going to go up. So there is 275 very steep steps in front of me. I tell you what the view at the top better be worth it. You can tell as actually walking up that we're getting into chalkland, I guess. It does climb really, really steeply, but already I'm getting nice views through the woodland. There's some really spectacularly shaped trees coming through here. So keep going. You can probably hear I'm getting a little bit out of breath already, but uh, we'll get there. So I've just stopped to have a bit of a breather. But I'd always recommend when you're doing something like this, you kind of feel you've got to slog your way up to the top, but it's well worth just taking a stop every few minutes just to catch your breath, but also just to have a look around you and also listen to what's around you. And you can just hear actually around me, there's all sorts of birds singing. I could hear a blackbird, I can hear robins, all those sort of little woodland birds, which aren't always the easiest to see, but really do create a real cacophony of sound when you're in a woodland area. Okay, so I think I've caught my breath a bit now. Onwards and upwards. Oh, wow. Just got the last set of steps, I hope. And there is an absolutely fantastic view. come out of the woodland now onto a very very steep grassy slope that's sort of rolling away down to my right hand side and from here you get a fantastic view over the Surrey countryside uh, wooded hills I've got Dorking over to my right and then again in the distance just these undulating wooded hills going off interspersed with sort of green fields and agricultural land it's really hard to believe actually standing here with all this beautiful rolling verdant countryside in front of me that were only I think 27 miles we've just checked on my phone to Trafalgar Square so all that hustle and bustle of city centre London and then you've got this lovely peace and quiet just rolling in front of me really is special just walking through the car park and uh, what can I see here it looks like a shed on wheels it's a, a green building with a black roof and a lovely chimney which is smoking away must be a nice log burner in and there's a nice lady stood outside hello. hello i'm kate hello nice to meet you so you're Catherine. yes what can you tell me about the shepherd's hut where does this come from it's kind of unusual for a national trust place isn't it we used to graze up all on these hillsides so that's why they put a shepherd's hut there it's, oh. it's our information point really yeah it's very notable so it's a good place for people to come because you know you get visitors you get hundreds of thousands well, of visitors every year we think in excess of a million now wow people have been coming for hundreds and hundreds of years the first railways came out actually down here for people to come and escape and they could get up nice and high and enjoy the splendid views over the weald and you can see as far over to the south downs which are about 
25 to 35 miles away over the other side. Now, of course, it's like a sort of a haven for cyclists. So at the weekends here, it's sort of like a writhing mass of lycra. <laughs> uh, but it was, I mean, because this area was used during the Olympics, wasn't it? Yes, for that's the, right. Yeah, and the zigzag road, um, it's something like the third most downloaded hill climb for the cycling app Strava. That's sort of globally. Wow. So, you know, even, you know, what's that Alpe d'Huez with those 21 bends? Yeah. We've got three, but they all come. I see you've got your book in your hand, 50 Things to Do for 11 and 3 quarters. So you can explain a little bit about what is 50 Things? Oh, gosh, it's a fabulous campaign. It's been going for quite a long time now within the Trust. When I first saw it, I went, 50 Things to Do before 11 and 3 quarters. Oh, my God, I hope I've done them. And uh, immediately, a sense of competitive in there. I'm like, oh, please say I've done them. I hadn't done snail racing, so I fixed that now. I've done them. <laughs> so it could be roll down a really big hill. And we've got one of those, you so you can are. definitely roll down a really big hill here. And then, of course, when you've got to the bottom of that really big hill, another one of your 50 things to do is to climb up a huge hill. <laughs> <laughs> so you can definitely do two things here. I think it's being reinvented this year again, so there might be a slightly different selection of 50 things. I have a few different things I do up here. I'm the learning and events officer, and I have a toddler group, Box Hill Bugs. And it's exclusively outdoors and so today's session is clamber and climb session and it's larruping down with rain the wood is going to be slippy and it's also freezing isn't it it is pretty chilly it's really cold but the idea is get yourself swathed in the right kind of clothing and play outside and it's as much for the grown-ups as it is for the children because it's almost like through them, it allows us to be kids again. You know, seeing children just fall down on their knees and squeezing the mud between their fingers because it's just, what does it feel like? Yeah. I don't know, my darling, you must find out. You know, it's all that sort of stuff. So I've just got to go and sort a few more bits out, but why don't you come and join us for Boxer Bugs? You can see if you can do any of your 50 things. Fantastic. During that time. And, um, and yes, uh, warm up your voice because you'll have to sing as well. <gasps> Sounds good. All right. Let's go. adventure is going to be. Okay, ready? Ready? Let's go! It's raining white stuff. Come on! What's your, what's your little girl called? Eleanor. Hello, Eleanor. So what brings you all the way down here? We grew up obviously by the beach and we spent a lot of time just outside growing up as kids. Yeah. So. Is that why you bring Eleanor out, sort of, to get that kind of same sort of experiences you had when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's just really important that the children are outside, they learn to climb trees, they sort of, just sort of be with nature. Otherwise, you know, if I didn't come here, I wouldn't ever step outside in this weather. So what about you? I mean, do you get something out of it as well? Oh, I learn loads. I was hopeless at learning what tree was what, what leaf was what you know, and it's just, um, it's a lovely way to do it. So, now then, Kate. Yes? 50 things to do. Yes. Explore the centre of a tree. Indeed. Right. 
Come on, let's go. If you don't go through the centre of this tree, you won't grow up to be an adult. <gasps> Come on. It's a tight squeeze. Can she fit? Oh, look at that. Only touched the sides once. That diet's obviously going well. <laughs> So, Catherine, can yes. you explain to us what we're doing and what's happening? <laughs> what's what are is you happening? doing? What, what is happening? <laughs> well, I just think it's really important for their resilience that they have this sense of adventure. It's that sort of sense of relying on oneself. Um, and I don't think there's any earlier time to start it. So I guess with this one, so what they're doing is basically there's sort of a, a falling down tree in front of us. It's yes. quite high off the ground when yes. it's at the top. Yes. And you've put the sort of, the children have got their cuddly toys up on, yes. uh, at the top end. Yes. And they're basically crawling up it. Yes. And as you say, it's really important that they're not being held by yes. mum, dad, nana to yeah. do it. And so they some need of them, to as do you can hear in the own. background, some of them are struggling and they, they feel yeah. a bit scared and that's all well, right because we are there yeah. for them. Right then, so thank you very much for letting me join Box Hill Bugs. You're so welcome. We've got a little bit more to be heading off yeah. to see around Box Hill. So uh, I want to thank you and the Bugs for a fantastic session. You're welcome. Bugs, <laughs> can you say bye-bye? I've got to go now, so enjoy the rest of your session. Bye. So I've left Catherine, the Box Hill bugs behind me now, and I'm on my way to meet Andrew, who's the countryside manager here. I'm taking a bit of a shortcut through this area known as the Juniper Walk. And this has got a completely different feel to the nature plateau where we were just on before. For one thing, it's quieter because there isn't loads of screaming children. So it's much, much quieter in here. You know, all I can hear, and you can probably just hear it yourself, is the tiny drip, drip of the water as it comes off the leaves of the box and the you around me. So I'm going to keep going now. It's quite a steep slope, this. So I'm going to keep going downwards and hopefully it won't fall over. And I'm going to rejoin the Stepping Stones walk, which should take me to Andrew and his helpers, who'll be teaching me more about Box Hill's geographic and ecological significance. I've come out of the woodland now into an open grassland area, and I can see a gentleman in distance in a hat, and I'm told that that's Andy's signature attire. So we're going to head down and let's uh, see if it's Andy. Yep, hiya. Hello, I'm Kate. Hi Kate, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. Nice hat. Thank you very much. Well, it's good to meet someone who uh, appreciates good headgear. So, why am I here? To look at some of the fabulous nature conservation we've got going on. I mean, it's absolutely stunning, this valley, where we are at the moment. You know, this sort of mist is rising over the woodland. You can see around us, we've got these, these beautiful cattle. Belted Galloways. My favourite cow, actually, yeah. of all time, Belted Galloways, yeah. And if you can hear, probably, the sound of them doing their job, working in action as they're ripping the grass up. Belties, curious, as this one appears to be that's coming up behind us, but they're just big teddy bears, really, aren't they? They are. These are chosen specifically for being the most placid out of a herd of 300. For, for anybody who's never seen a Belted Galloway, They've got the cutest teddy bear face. They've got big round ears. They're very, very sort of curly. Their, their fur's quite thick and quite curly. They're entirely black, except for one big white band that goes all the way around their middle, which is why they're called belties. And let's face it, they're cute. So visitors love them. Yeah. They're, they're far more popular than the rangers here. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so I know this just looks like grass, but it's not. 
you know, you don't have to be a botanist to look down and you can see lots of different shapes of leaves, you know, so you've got little crinkly leaves like that, you've got much broader leaves and grasses and things. And within a square metre of this place, you might have 40, 50 different species of plant. It's called chalk downland and it's uh, basically it's because it's got relatively poor soils. So if you've got poor soils and low nutrition, you, everything's got an equally rubbish chance of survival. So if you threw a handful of fertiliser on this, as you might do with your lawn, the more coarse and aggressive grasses would get a foothold and choke everything else out. But yeah. because the soils are really impoverished and are really poor, everything gets an opportunity to have a, have a go, even the really delicate things. And that's why the delicate things are rare, because they're delicate. If you didn't graze it, they all turn back into trees. And it'd be, I know everyone thinks, brilliant, trees yeah. are fantastic, you know, rainforest type stuff. But actually, this downland is more biodiverse. It's got more species on it than it would be if it was woodland. Mm -hmm. And we're not short of woodland in Surrey. It's the most forested county in the country. And so this chalk downland is the important bit. This is our rainforest, if you like. Yeah. So I hear this area is really good for orchids. It is. Yeah, amazing for orchids. Yeah, we, we get some really, really rare orchids on Box Hill. And then you suddenly get in a million people wandering around. That obviously can create huge damage to areas like this, I guess. So how do you manage that? Yeah, I mean, it, it would cause damage if all one million people decided to tramp through this valley, but um, they don't. If anything, you look back at the old Edwardian postcards and the erosion scars were bigger then than they are now. Actually, of that million people, there's not that many that make it out into the wider landscape. Most people stay on the top and enjoy the views because, you know, at Box Hill, you, you've got a fantastic estate. You can come and explore if you want to. But if you're not so inclined, you can just pull up your deck chest, sit on the Donkey Green, enjoy the view, you know, nice catering experience. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds like a cliche, but there is something for everyone. So you mentioned, obviously, people sitting out on deck chairs. I take it there's other things that people get up to up here as well. Oh yeah, there's, I mean people do all sorts of flying kites and running around and ball games and, and the sunsets are amazing off that viewpoint. It's incredible. Really? Yeah. Oh fantastic. Well looking at my watch it looks like we shouldn't be far off sunset so I think that sounds like a good tip. We'll head off. Cool. Obviously it's a little bit later in the day now, we're just getting to that early evening period and the view from Box Hill where I'm standing now is really taking on a different hue. Obviously the light's very different now, it's very golden, but there's still loads and loads of people around. There's families out just having a sit down, having a play, there's some cyclists on the road who are taking a well-deserved breather. There's still a real hustle and bustle to the place, it's absolutely beautiful watching the sunset going down here, just as Andy suggested it would be. So there is, say, loads of people. Oh, my word. I think I've just seen a guy go down on one knee. OK, I'm going to go and see if I can grab a chat with him. It might be our first National Trust podcast proposal. Let's see if I can go and butt in at this romantic moment. So guys, sorry, I know this is a very, very private moment, but can uh, I just put in, is that what I think it is? Is that a proposal? <laughs> Best day yeah. ever. I thought it was just, um, this is my birthday outing, so we've had the most wonderful day, driven around in a classic car, just gone for the most incredible meal, come up here and uh, it's just become the happiest day of my life, really. So Congratulations, guys. What's your names? Uh, I'm James. I'm Louisa. 
What made you choose Box Hill for this? Well, <laughs> j just just sort of be a really nice sort of classic British backdrop, and I, I wanted to think of the most like scenic spot as as I could like around London somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have pictured it any more perfectly. So, yeah. Absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> so thank you so much for speaking to me at this very, very special time in your lives. And what a great conclusion this is to a spectacular day here at Box Hill. And good luck for your future marriage. Future Mrs Mulvey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Trust podcast. Join us in two weeks' time when we'll be learning more about Box Hill's military history. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify if you prefer. You can even ask your smart speaker to play National Trust Podcast. I'm already looking forward to our next adventure, so I do hope you'll join me. Until then, from me, Kate Martin, goodbye. This episode of the National Trust podcast was made possible by Cotswold Outdoor, recommended outdoor retail partner for the National Trust.